to the Sabbath version of the Daily Walk. I'm your host, Wayne Clevenger, and today we finish Micah. We're in Micah 6 and 7. And, you know, remember we talked about Micah at the same time as uh, Isaiah. And Micah's feeling a little woed here, as I'm sure Isaiah was, because he's trying to give warning to them about the coming exile, and it's fallen on deaf ears. And as a pastor, I can tell you that that is one of the hardest things for a person that delivers the Word of God is to pour your heart into something and see it get little results when you're trying to help people see that God is the answer and it's like an evangelist or a pastor goes and has the service and brings the word of the Lord, has an altar call, and then nobody responds. You know, it falls on hard hearts or deaf ears, and nobody is interested. And, you know, one of the cool things is seeing people come to the Lord. And yesterday, we had at our church an open house for our new youth center called Homestead Harbor. And, you know, we prayed over that. We prayed over the building. We anointed it. We we did all these things. It was a total gut of a building that we redid. And, you know, my prayer was, Lord, can we just not have food left over? Nothing big, right? And we did not have food left over. And the cool thing is we met new families and I got to pray with people and spread the love of Jesus with them. And that's what is cool is seeing people respond to the love of Jesus and, you know, see kids enjoy the place. And, and that's what, you know, my, associate pastor was busy doing what he does with kids and I was busy praying with families and just sharing Jesus with them and you know our other people were busy with the kids and it was just really good it was really a good day in the presence of the Lord and that was our prayer was Lord that you would be glorified and that all this would bear fruit for you and so you got to think that Micah is like, Lord, help us to see somebody change. And and the Lord's like, look, Micah, these people are hard. And, you know, so they have this mini court case. And he's like, let the mountains be the witness. And the Lord's got this complaint against his people, the people of Israel, They've forgotten all he's done for them. And so I brought you out of Egypt. I redeemed you from slavery. I sent Moses, Aram, and, and 
Miriam to help you, and you've just kind of turned your backs on me. And I rescued you from a curse that Balak was trying to put on you. And God goes through all the things that he wanted them to remember, and they wouldn't do it. You Now they're sacrificing their kids to these pagan gods, and they're making... Uh, burn offerings anywhere to anyone and they're worshiping Asher poles and and uh, you know they're confused on what right is and God's like no oh people the Lord has told you what is good and this is what he requires of you do what is right to love mercy and walk humbly with your God and, you know, this all goes back to the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, which they know. That's the book of Moses. They should know this. This is what they're supposed to hand down and be taught. This is what the Pharisees are supposed to be teaching. But somewhere, you remember, in the days prior, talking about how the leaders have led them astray. And now not even the leaders are doing what's right. So there's a big, big responsibility on the leaders and the high priests, right? He says, fear the Lord if you're wise. His voice calls to everyone. So we got to be, and you know, there's two ways to fear the Lord, you can fear him for punishment because we know we're not in right standing with him. Or, you know, once you get in right standing, this is my fear. My fear of the Lord is not of punishment so much as it's fear of being without him. Because I know that I can't do it without him. So I always want to be in his presence. So, you know, in chapter 7, which is a closing chapter, Micah realizes it's fallen on deaf ears, and he talks about how miserable he is because he, he just goes into how the people are and how ungodly they are, and he just lists off all the characteristics of these ungodly people, right? But then he says something very similar to what uh, is said in Isaiah, I believe it is. As for me, I look for the Lord for help. I wait confidently for God to save me, and my God will certainly hear me. Do not gloat over me, my enemies, for though I fall, I will rise. Though I sit in darkness, the Lord will be my light. So basically what he's saying, I think it's like that it might be Jeremiah, is for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. That's what he's saying. And I'd have to look because it's, it's very early where I'm at and I've had short days, so I... <laughs> I can't remember if Isaiah has that. I'm pretty sure it's Isaiah where he says, but my mind is saying, no, it's Jeremiah. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I'll look that up. And so 
where are we going to be? Are we going to take that stand that says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Don't, don't gloat over me, enemies, because you're not going to win. Or are we going to get so discouraged that we're going to say, uh-oh, I can't do this. Are we going to succumb to what is happening around us? I'm looking up that verse because I want you to know where it came from, or I want to know. Because it's important, okay? I'm looking. Mm-hmm. And of course, I can't find it still, but I got. There's so many versions, you got to know what you're looking for. And so you got to just get the right version and the right wording so that you can find it. But just know it's in Isaiah or Jeremiah, okay? You can look it up. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And that's what Micah says, so sorry for the delay there. And so... Micah says that, and he just knows that despite all the chaos from the people, he's not going to let it bring him down. So then the Lord has compassion on his people, right? He knows that. He knows he has that. And he says, oh, Lord, protect your people with your shepherd's staff. Lead your flock, your special possession. And all the nations of the world will stand amazed at what the Lord will do for you. Okay, because yes, says the Lord, I will do mighty miracles for you. Like those I did when I rescued you from slavery in Egypt. So here's what here's what I want to give us today. And this is really all that I want to get at today. It's going to be short because we only have two short chapters. But when you're going through stuff, persecution, you know, and I talked about this a couple Sundays ago. The Lord is probably trying to get you out of your comfort zone to witness. But at any rate, he wants you to hold firm and do what he says and serve the Lord your God only, humbly and faithfully, right? And know this, all right? The promise is if we stand firm, the Lord will protect you. Remember in Isaiah, he said he will hold you up with his right hand. And I think I know that's in Isaiah, Isaiah 41.10. And then know this as well. The Lord will protect you, and he will do great things for you that will make people say, wow, how did that happen? And then he will rise you up from your circumstances in ways that people will say, wow, how did they get through that? And you will be like, man, how did we do that? But you will know 
because you will do just like John did in the Apostle John in John 21 when they caught all the fish and he goes, it's the Lord. Man, there's so many things in life now where I see it's the Lord because we just put it in his hands. We trust. We don't worry about it and let it consume us with fear and doubt. We just give it to the Lord and move on, and then we see the Lord do mighty things that only the Lord can do, and we know from that moment it's the Lord, and there's nothing too small, I'm telling you. And so going back to yesterday, we know that the things that we're we're able to do with our youth center come from the Lord because we were able to do so much with so little money. And I just know that it's the Lord, and I know that he was able to stretch it. There was another situation in our personal life where it was overwhelming, and I even had to repent many times because I let it consume me some and and, and depress me, to be honest. But I said, Lord, I give this to you because I feel you get to giving me that sense of peace that you're going to do your thing. And the Lord worked it out just like, I mean, I'm not kidding you. Much like when he fed the 5,000 where there was more than enough with some left over. And I'm telling you, that was the first thing I said when I, I saw this come to be was it's the Lord. So what you get out of Micah, what I, what I get out of Micah is not only will the Lord protect you, he will work these mighty miracles through your situation, and he will rise you up. So this Sabbath, when we go into the Sabbath, if whatever service or church you go to or have been to, know that whatever your circumstances are, the Lord will protect you. And he will do great miracles through you and for you. And he will rise you up. Have a great day of worship today. And give God thanks for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Have a great day. God speak. Would you pour down like rain? Washing my eyes to see your mercy.